Hi there, welcome to another King's Daily and really good to be with you again. And we're going to explore a story in the Gospel of John today um, in chapter 20. And um, it's a fairly well-known story in terms of, of the disciple Thomas, who was one of Jesus' disciples, who has become known now as a phrase, Doubting Thomas. It's very much a phrase in our, our culture and it has its roots in this story here that we're going to read. So I'm going to read from chapter 20, verse 24 to 29. It says this, Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came, when Jesus appeared to them after his resurrection. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. And then Jesus told him, Because you've seen me, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and have yet believed. These post-resurrection appearances of Jesus um, in, these, in these appearances, I love the honesty of the Gospels, that they, 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 they record the uh, very real reaction of the disciples. In fact, in Matthew 28, verse 17, it says that when they saw Jesus, they worshipped him, but some were doubtful. And in Luke's Gospel as well, in chapter 24, verse 38, Jesus says, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Again, this honesty of the Gospels recording what really happened, the disciples' faith in Jesus, but mixed with doubts and questions. And that question we just read from Luke, why do doubts arise in your heart? It's a great question to ask, and, and maybe you've experienced doubt yourself. I know I have over the years. I've had times and sometimes seasons of grappling with questions, grappling with doubts about God and um, big questions of faith and so on. And um, how we handle those things matters. And I love it that the gospel doesn't shy away from this subject. And like I said, maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you've gone through seasons or maybe you right now you're facing doubts about your faith. Or maybe you've never faced a doubt in your life about your faith. And, but hopefully this will be helpful as we maybe help others as they struggle with these things themselves. So it's good to understand. And when we struggle with doubts as well, it can be quite disturbing um, Os Guinness, who's written an excellent book, and I'll recommend a few little books in this one, um, not because you've got to read them all, but one or two might be helpful to one or two people listening to this. Um, but Os Guinness wrote this one called God in the Dark, The Assurance of Faith Beyond a Shadow of Doubt. And in there he says this, When trust and dependence turn into doubt, the compass needle wavers without a north. When trust and dependence turn into doubt, the compass needle wavers without a north. Trust is it's foundational to life. Trust in our relationships. It's foundational to everyday living, but, but absolutely foundational to Christianity, to our faith. It's trusting God in Jesus, in what he's done, in who God is, who, who, who the scriptures reveal God to be, and who Jesus says he is. It's our trust in him. And sometimes if we face doubts, we can feel like that, the sort of compass needle, needle wavering a little bit, and we maybe feel insecure. And there's many reasons doubts arise in our hearts. And as with Thomas, and just give a couple of reasons, it might be doubts 
based in evidence? Is there proof of this? Is there proof of, of Jesus, who he is, that he really lived, of the resurrection? Thomas is, raises this question really, did it really happen? You're saying it happened, but did it really happen? Unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails and I touch his side, and again, I love the Gospels that when they say Jesus had to give, he gave many convincing proofs that he was raised from the dead. He wants us to know this is solid, this happened in history, this resurrection. And again, if you're struggling with doubts based in evidence, um, there's some excellent books around The Case for Christ. Maybe you've read that by Lee Strobel, an excellent kind of overview of grappling with the evidence. He was an atheist or maybe Tim Keller's Making Sense of God, another great read if you're struggling with sort of the evidence of things and big questions. And one other on the Gospels, if you're struggling with, can we trust the, the Gospels themselves? And this one by Peter Williams is an excellent book, one of the best I've read actually, Can We Trust the Gospels? And I'd highly recommend that book if you've got doubts based in evidence. But the other thing is doubts based that, or, or that can come from our experience when we suffer, when we face trials, when we go through difficulties, maybe even going through this season of lockdown and COVID-19 in the world and raises questions. Why, Lord? How long, Lord? And where are you, God, in this? Do you really care? If God really loved me, surely he wouldn't allow this to happen in my life. These are doubts that come from our experience and often our experience of suffering and pain. And there's so much has been written on this and so much could be said, but the place I think to go on this is first to the cross, to Jesus on the cross, where he dies, and, he, and some of his final words, my, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And one writer said that, that Jesus doesn't just come giving us answers, he dies asking our questions as well, why? And then you come to the Psalms and they're full of these questions. Why, O Lord? How long, O Lord? Where are you, God, in these things? They put language around the questions that we might have and help us to pray, even in faith, through those difficult seasons. And what's Jesus' response to our doubts? Well, when he comes in the room in verse 27, a couple of things stand out. One, he says, peace be with you. Like I said, doubts can trouble us. They can trouble our hearts. They can disturb us. They can disrupt us. But Jesus wants us to know his peace. And I pray that for each one listening today, that we would know his peace above all things, even above the questions, um, that his peace would govern our hearts and our minds. And Philippians talks about that, doesn't it? Be anxious for nothing but in everything. By prayer and petition, present your requests to God and the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds. So my peace be with you. That's what Jesus wants, not our hearts to be troubled. But the second thing is that Jesus knew about Thomas's doubts and he kind of meets him where he's at. Jesus doesn't have a go at him about his doubts, but he, I guess he understands. And, and I think one of the key things here is when we do face doubts about our faith, when we do have questions and we're questioning things, don't keep them hidden. God knows. Bring them to God. Pray about them. Share them with others. Be honest about those doubts. Grapple with them. Read stuff. Like I said, talk to others. Reach out, but, but don't back off into silence. It's important to articulate our doubts, just as Thomas articulates his doubts to his friends around him. So I'd encourage you to do that if you're facing doubts. There's a quote from The Life of Pi, um, the film, that says, Doubt is useful for a while. But we must move on. To choose doubt as a philosophy of life is akin to choosing immobility as a means of transportation. Doubt is useful for a while, 
but we must move on. To choose doubt as a philosophy of life is akin to choosing immobility as a means of transportation. It's not a place to live, but it's a place that God can bring us in and through as, we, as we're honest to God about them and we're honest to others and we process them with him. And I pray today that through, even through doubts that you may come to that place, a greater place of faith and trust in God as we grapple with these things with God and a place of peace. And with Thomas, I pray if you're in that place that we may end up saying, my Lord and my God, again, stronger faith even through doubts and even through struggles. And I pray that for you today. And just end on one more book recommendation as well to do with this. So I was grappling with this myself and wanted to read some stuff that I thought would be helpful. And this one that's just come out actually, When Faith Fails, Finding God in the Shadow of Doubt by Dunnick Dunn. Dunn. And it's an excellent read and maybe the book that will help you through this season. Anyway, hope it's been helpful and good to be with you again. Take care.